0: Andrea and I need your help. If you like our episodes, please give us a five-star rating and a review. Not sure exactly how that helps us, but it does and it makes people want to listen. When they see that five stars and a good review from you, so go to wherever you're listening to your podcast, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia, wherever, and hit that five stars. Fido Mittens You know who I'm talking about The precious animals You come home to After a hard day's work And they're there to greet you As long as it's a cat They don't really care But the dogs love you At least I think so But when they're gone What happens to them? Today's podcast is Rob Guttrow, one of the world's leaders in pet mediumship. Rob, how are you doing today?
1: Hi, Paul. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so, wow, you've got some interesting things to tell us about today. I, I I'm, I'm kind of so I, I'm 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 a little bit dumbfounded in what I'm going to ask. I'm just like curious to know what what your take is on this stuff because you are a pet medium.
1: I am. Uh, that means that I have the ability to communicate with pets and people, actually, who passed away.
0: So, well, my question is: Do you speak dog fluently?
1: <laughs> <laughs> i can bark um, I, I actually <laughs> i actually
0: speak dog andrea didn't believe it but when i first met her dogs what's the first thing i did when i met pluto you're 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 out of control labrador
2: well you pretty much got him to just dis-
0: what did i do though
2: well you kind of a- pushed his nose to the ground and i forget what you i said. jumped on him yeah
0: and i fl- squished him to the ground didn't i
2: yeah because was- he was
0: running around like crazy
2: you were showing dominance i think you explained
0: yeah and you know i speak dog cat i don't speak cats cats are like hey guess what i'm like what <laughs> fuck you that's what cats do
2: <laughs> oh i have lots of cats and they love you paul
0: <laughs> not all of them
2: well cats are
0: <sighs> you call one of your cats a demon cat well, his name is Church, but no one is going to understand. It. They're going to think, "Oh, how religious of you!"
2: No, he's named after Church off Pet Cemetery. That's <laughs> like him.
1: <laughs> oh my
0: goodness!
2: <laughs> he's gray. My youngest is the only one he'll listen to, and he's just, for lack of a better term, sometimes an asshole. I mean, he's just <laughs> he's a sweet cat, but he's kind of like the cat on the movies. So
0: that's why he's got his name Church. So, any, but anyway, back to business. Here we got to we got to cover this. Rob, is it okay if I could just call you Rob, right? Yeah, please do. All right, so Rob, you have tons of literature out there. Can, can just let us know a little bit about your 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 expertise and your history.
1: Sure. Um, so <clears throat> when I was 13 years old, I I got kind of a scare, uh, a big scare, because my deceased grandfather decided to show up to me, show up with me. Um. Uh, in, uh, in full color. I was the only one home with the family dog and it scared the life out of me. So uh, after running out of the house, waiting for my parents to come home, I explained it to my mom and dad. I had a great relationship with them, which was really good. My mother wound up telling me that she had the ability. My grandfather had the ability. So it ran in the family. So I became less startled by it. But I shelved it as I went on through life, trying to accomplish things. <clears throat> Long story short, 2005, I had a puppy. Name is Buzz. He died tragically from a car accident when his leash opened. And Buzz reawakened my ability to communicate, but communicate with pets for the first time. Um, and from there, I learned how animals communicate domesticated animals can communicate with with mediums and with you as a pet owner. So the books that I've written, Pets in the Afterlife series, um, explain to you and teach you how pets communicate from the afterlife.
0: Hmm. So is there any case whenever the pet's like not happy about their life that they had and they're just like, you know, trying to claw at the... Per- We've been watching a lot of horror movies the past couple of days. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, we have.
0: Um, so watching you've got books out now. Which What are your books?
1: So I have three series of books, Paul. And uh, the, the first series is Pets in the Afterlife. And, and really, they're all about how, how pets communicate from the other side. And they teach, they teach people who lost pets so that it will help with their grieving process.
0: Um, it's always good because people... Sometimes people don't understand how much that animal meant to them until it's gone. And they're like just devastated. And it's not like, you know, you had a cow Bessie out there that you put on the milking machine every morning. It's, you know, they sleep in the bed with you and stuff. So,
1: Sure. You, that brings up a good point. I'll, I'll, I'll go back to that in a second. The other two series of books that I have are Ghosts and Spirits, which is about paranormal investigations I've been on and hauntings. And how spirits of your loved ones communicate, like your grandfather or uh, 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 your mother or whoever passed. I teach you that. And then I have another series called Ghosts on a Medium's Vacation. Whenever I go on vacation, the dead people don't stop talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, leave me alone, man. I'm trying
0: to have a Mai Tai. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So So where where can your books be found? Is there a direct website they can get it from? Or...
1: Um, they could just go to Amazon. I have a weird last name. It's kind of a massacred French name. So yeah. if you put in G U T R O, you can find me there. Gutro. So I, Gutro? Yeah, so I, have, I have nine books. Gutro. Yeah. Gutro. Um, and uh, my 10th book is actually coming out. I'm proud to announce this on your, on your podcast. Nice. Pets in the Afterlife 4 is now officially coming out January 10th, 2023. Oh. And it's all about cats. Uh messages from
0: spirit cats you're 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 peaking andrea's interest now that's
1: for andrea i have lots of
2: cats
0: you have you no you're see no you have enough cats where you qualify as a cat rancher
2: (laughs) (laughs) i live in the country and people like to dump their pets and really adoption for animals is difficult so i more or less keep them and try to find them homes but it's not always successful
0: thank you andrea (laughs) i you know you i have a very good solution for that no okay
2: Like, it's to the point that Paul's, like, sending me snippets of, like, outdoor cat homes that we can have for them to stay outside. I just have a soft heart for pets and, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: If you want to donate to Andrea's Cat Fund.
2: (laughs) 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 We give them all names and it turns out it's a lot of black cats I seem to have. So,
0: yeah. So, we named the last bunch. What was the names we put on on them? Uh, You got...
2: Clarice Clarice which is if the, we, this is a horror theme I guess here. Yes. <laughs> Hannibal yes. Lecter series and then the other cat's named Hannibal
0: yeah and he's a little bitty kitten yeah little gray one
2: but yeah I, mean, I just have a soft spit, a spot for cats but your
0: books have done pretty well haven't they
1: yeah, thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm really humbled to say that all of them have reached bestseller status, which means they've achieved, they've gone into the top 100 of Amazon. And I've had two number one books in the last two, two releases, and, uh, and one of them won the um, International Book Award for two years in a row. Nice. It's, nice. I have three about Spirit Dogs, which was number three. Spirit well, Dogs. Well, congrats.
0: That's thank Is you. that the St. Bernard that carries the deal full of whiskey whenever you're in the snow?
1: No, that's the only one for you. That's okay. The <laughs> it's, I mean, he's a spirit dog, I'm just saying.
2: So how do you, I guess, how do you talk to these pets in the afterlife? Do they just come up to you and be like, hey, I got something to say? Or is it just a feeling? Do you see them? I guess I want to know, how does this work?
1: Okay. Um, well, there's a lot of aspects to this. Um, so, first of all, for those, uh, for for anybody who doesn't know who I am, um, in my day job, I'm actually a meteorologist. So I'm a scientist. Are you on TV? No, I have a face for radio. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> so no, no, I'm not on TV. But so I, I used
0: to work for an ABC yeah. affiliate, so i know okay. quite a few meteorologists. Some of them are quite crazy, and some of them are just normal people. <laughs>
1: Yeah, somewhere crazy. Darby
0: um, Bybee, who works at the local Fayetteville office for 4029, which is a Hearst affiliate for ABC. Um, I've worked with him for five years. And when it snows, that dude loses his mind. He is so happy. He's like, Oh my God, it's going to snow. It's going to have bad weather. Ah! And it's like, Darby, man, geez, take a good here. Have some booze or something. Calm down. <laughs> he loves when the weather gets bad. I'm like, just move yeah. to Anchorage and you'll be happy for the rest of your life.
1: Exactly. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so as a scientist, I have to explain how this all works. And I use that with the science of energy. The law of conservation of energy states that energy can't be destroyed. It can only be transformed. So the the physical energies that we have, like cell splitting, like thoughts that are little electrical impulses, those combine with our memories, memories our personality, and the knowledge of this life. And then we make a choice after we die. We can choose to say here, earthbound, that's what I call a ghost, or we can cross over into the light, the other side, heaven, Valhalla, whatever you want to call it, and I call that a spirit. So there's Two different, two different, the, the on guys
0: will understand that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: But, it's all about location.
0: <laughs> so but, when it, it's, it's, I, I apologize. I, I derail the conversations quite regularly. So it's my no, fault. <laughs> <laughs> so we had one guy on that he, he, he was very adamant that he could, he was the only one that could do this, but you're doing the same thing as he was doing.
2: I don't think you talked to pets though, but I mean, he
0: didn't talk to pets, but. I, so I, I don't understand how he could be the only one when there's hundreds of people out there, that thousands of people out there that claim this. So uh, what, what makes you different than, say, the next
1: guy? Um, I think because I'm a scientist. Um, the scientific community really doesn't look favorably upon the paranormal. Right. And I use, I have explanations, scientific explanations um, that explain how things happen in paranormal. So um, I, I would like heard- to.
0: I would like to hear a little bit about that.
1: Okay. Have you ever uh, heard about cold spots whenever there's a ghost or a spirit?
0: I've heard of it. I've never experienced it. Just for the record, if I'm going to assume that all this is true, I'm not Mm -hmm. going to be a naysayer about it. Um, But if it's true, since it is true, trying to be open-minded here, um, I must be a cleanser what they call a cleanser I guess in some circles when I walk into a room all the spirits leave because there's nobody can ever experience anything I don't know if it's a force of personality my mind is just too large my personality is too large what I don't know maybe I've got somebody on my shoulder that I don't know I have I don't know but it's like everything leaves and nobody can operate when they're in the same room with me over the air like this it's different Cause you're not in my, in the room with me. Um, but for some reason I, cl- I like clear the houses whenever I walk into. Them.
2: I don't know. I've experienced cold spots and I've experienced a few things.
0: Okay. I have never really. So I don't, I don't I've never done it. I don't understand why so, it's so, so Paul, much of a different experience for me than everybody else.
1: So I can explain, <clears throat> I think I can explain that Paul is that you, you actually radiate positive emotional energy. Because there's a, there's a lot of optimism radiating from you. I can feel it. Um, so ghosts, earthbound ghosts, radiate negative emotional energy. Spirits who crossed over radiate positive emotional energy. So whenever ghosts run into a positive, it's like a magnet. They repel. Okay. Uh, Makes so, sense. Yeah. So you can. that's why you can clear out a room of negativity. Um, as for cold spots, though... The scientific explanation that I have come up with is that because ghosts and spirits draw on energy to get strong enough to communicate, they draw on heat, light, water, and electricity that powers them up, or they draw negative ghosts draw on negative emotions like fear, anxiety, and depression and anger, while spirits draw on faith, hope, and love. <clears throat> now, the cold spots happen because a ghost, earthbound, or a spirit of a loved one, who wants to come visit you from the other side, take the energy of the motion of air molecules. They 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 absorb that motion of air molecules, energy. And they, what happens is they slow the air molecules down. So fast-moving molecules of air are warm air. Slower-moving molecules of air are cooler air. That's right. That's like cooler air in a column when a ghost or a spirit is trying to materialize next to you
0: yeah and that's what i was I was like, Oh, I see where he's going he's like he's everything because the energy has been absorbed mm-hmm. then uh the only thing left is to become cold because the only reason why air is even warm is because uh of a few it other factors but also because <laughs> there's friction between the molecules that's why yes. your blood pressure that's why if you have high blood pressure sometimes you're what a little bit run a little a little bit warmer
2: it depends. If you're high, if you're hypertensive, you get dizzy and sweaty. And if you're hypotensive, you're slower and sluggish.
0: Yeah, and if, so if you're hypotensive, it's because your body temperature's down.
2: Yeah, you get you get dizzy both ways, but
0: but you get I mean you you get colder, and your body tries to compensate by probably you know it's got to do friction somehow.
2: It tries to keep you alive, yeah. internal core, depending on how low you are.
0: It's it's, it's got to be friction, though. I mean, how else does the body make the heat? Yeah, that's what I mean. I've I've never read a literature in any journal or white paper where they talk about how the body generates the heat to cause a fever. How does it actually generate the heat and make it hotter?
2: It's your immune system triggering to fight off whatever it is that you're sick.
0: Right, but the heat's got to be generated from somewhere, so wouldn't that be...
2: Speeds up your metabolic processes. Yeah, it'd
0: have to be through friction. I mean, how else could it do it? The muscles create friction when you lift, so they get hot. Yeah. Right? Sorry. Tangent. Can't help it.
2: So, out of curiosity, say you have... Do these ghosts just want to visit when they want to visit? Do they just kind of visit when they want to tell you something? The reason why I ask is because when my father passed, Mm -hmm. for a couple weeks after he passed, I could smell the cologne that I used to get him every year for Christmas. Mm, And I'd get cold spots. And then I haven't had that experience in, gosh, several years. But... Mm -hmm. You know, I would try to talk about to people and they'd explain, oh, you had a really like I had a really traumatic event the day before his funeral is I swear I saw him in a hotel room looking down on me in the pool. And I Mm -hmm. flipped out more or less in the hotel and demanded that they take me in that room. And when I went in that room, it was freezing cold. Uh, And the guy's like, well, we're going to have to check the thermostat. And they they were honestly going to call the hospital and have me take it in because I was (laughs) losing my, I just lost my dad. So I was losing my mind. So took a friend from Texas to kind of explain like, Hey, she's just lost her father. This is really bad, but I swear it was freezing in
1: there. So Andrew, you've just, yeah, you've just explained exactly what happened. So it's apparent to me that your dad did materialize there creating a cold spot, cooling the room off so that you could see him. And, And that was his way of letting him, letting you know that he's okay. Um, so a a couple of quick things in that I'll unwrap there. Number one, ghosts, when people decide to stay earthbound as ghosts and only 5% of people really stay earthbound as ghosts because they're usually afraid to cross over or they have other reasons. Um, they can only affect you if you go into the dwelling in which they chose to stay. So other spirits can go anywhere, anytime. So your dad obviously crossed over because he was able to appear in, in that hotel. Um, so ways you asked about ways that pets communicate from the other side to their parents. One is making visible appearances like your dad did. The other one is making scent appearances like your dad did with his cologne. Um, I, one woman, uh, told me that she, she smelled her dog, her, a wet dog a month or two after her dog passed away and her dog used to like to go into the pond behind her house. So she knew her dog was visiting from the other side. Hmm. So, um, everything that you just told me is your your dad appearing to you, and usually, <clears throat> spirits will appear to us in the first month or two after they passed, just to let us know they're okay. After we know and we acknowledge that they are okay, the messages only come on birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays.
2: Okay. Makes sense. I mean, I haven't really experienced anything after that, but then again, I really haven't been closely paying attention either unless it's flat out obvious, you know, like the smelling of the perfume or cologne, excuse me, or something like that, you know. But Mm -hmm. I just know that it. it, I had the doctors tell me, it's okay, you just went through a traumatic event, your mind is playing tricks on you, and I'm like, no, I swear he was in that room. So I've always been curious if it's true or not because it was very sudden death, so it was not a whole lot of chance to really... You know what I mean? When someone's passing on or on hospice or something like that, the family has time to prepare and, you know, accept and that kind of thing. This was so sudden that it was out of the blue. So,
0: you know, it just dawned on me that I have not experienced loss on that scale.
2: No, you probably, no, I guess you haven't yet. I
0: haven't. My ba- mother, father's still alive. My grandmother died, but, you know, I went and saw her and she's like, look, I'm going to get my hip replaced or they're going to kill me. And she died. But so there was no, you know, she already told me she's going to be okay either way. Yeah. So there's no reason to come back and talk to me, and and then my mom's mother, she was 102, you know, wow. she might just show up and say hey, and I wouldn't even notice, you know, because I'm frantic half the time, but you know, so I, I've never really experienced that 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 kind of abrupt loss.
1: So Paul and Andrea, have either one of you ever dreamt of a loved one that passed?
0: Yes. No.
1: Okay, so well, dreams are the easiest way for spirits to communicate. And
0: and again, I have never had a loved one that has passed that wasn't expected. So, what
1: about a pet, Paul? um,
0: Maybe it would have been third, 25 years ago. And I don't mm-hmm. and I would have just dismissed it, and not remembered it. So maybe I can't say that I have, but I can't say that I haven't because it's not logged in my
1: brain.
2: What okay. about children that have passed?
1: Yeah, they do the same thing. They 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 come they come through usually within the first month or two. Um, mostly they do the dream uh, route because and. And the reason that spirits are able to come through in our dreams is that when we're awake, we are taught to think logically. And by being logical thinkers, we explain things away as much as we can. That's true. That makes sense. That's
0: me. Yes, that's you.
1: So children, um, uh, uh, living children who reportedly see ghosts or invisible playmates are actually seeing spirits who are visiting or if they are unfortunately living in a house that's haunted by an earthbound ghost – They're seeing those. Um, And I've done a number of clearings of houses where children have seen ghosts who have uh, pulled their sheets off, who have touched them, um, who have appeared as shadow figures, who have scared the daylights out of these poor kids. And uh, as a paranormal investigator, I go in as a medium with another medium and uh, a team, and we, uh, we help cross these ghosts over so that they're no longer haunting the house.
0: How do you know they want to be crossed over, though?
1: That's a really good question, Paul. Um, typically, once a ghost stays in a certain place for a while, they see all the changes that transpire around their house. They so realize they know that time is passing, same, yeah. although they can't figure out. Time is not relevant on the other side. Um, and then they realize that they can only talk to people who are mediums. And how often do you think a medium is going to walk into a house?
0: Mm, true. Yeah, you especially know. if I'm around because I'm just an
1: extra large. <laughs> Sorry, (laughs) but I love it. I used to call myself a medium rare when I was starting out.
2: (laughs) So the reason I ask about the child thing is I had a a daughter that passed it at birth. Um, Oh my gosh. And so after her death, it was, was, I had another child in the NICU. They were twins. It was just a really, really rough time. How would
0: you know? I mean, they don't have, you never got to know their personality. Well, uh,
2: the only thing I, I remember having like, for God, six months afterwards, uh, my grandmother holding her in a Mm -hmm. dream. And that's, mm-hmm. she would just sit there. I'm sitting up in bed, kind of like they show in the movies, but it was like in my head. And I'm sitting up and she's just holding her. And that was it. And it really got to the point where it was starting to kind of upset me because I was like, I, I, I have a kid. I got to move forward. I This really was hard on me. So but then the dream just abruptly stopped. But it was just it was really spooky because it felt so real.
0: See, I, I, I guess I just don't give enough stock to that kind of stuff. Maybe it's my my too many years of psychology study of the human psych, human you know psyche. Maybe that is what causes me not to be able to to equate things because I'm looking for the law you know the book book solution to it.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. but it would be nice every now and then that these people that I've like had passed away to just all of a sudden like to get to talk to them again, even if it's in a dream and it's in my head. It would be kind of nice. So you can.
1: Um, so your your grandmother's appearance <clears throat> of, of showing you that she was comforting the baby that you lost is is her way of acknowledging that the baby is safe on the other side and that you have nothing to worry about. Makes sense. Um, the other issue too is that usually when when children pa- pass away, even um, even people who lose a baby, um, um it, before the baby's born. That that spirit of that child often appears to me or me, other mediums as a full grown person, either as a child, like a, a five or 10 year old or an adult, because that's the way their spirit was before they just before they made the determination to come down here. Um, and, and they all tell me and other mediums that they that they've come for a reason. We don't understand it because it's really traumatic for us, but it's, it's something that we need to know. Um. So, Paul, uh, eventually, and, and I hate to, <laughs> I don't want to sound negative, but no, eventually <clears throat> you will likely experience something like this. In oh,
0: no, I know. I mean, somebody, my dad's got one artery left and he's, you know, he's been in and out of the hospital the past six months, like over and over and over again. So eventually something like it's going to happen. But again, it's one of those things he does not want to lose, you know, to stop living but we all know it's inevitable too. So
2: what is inevitable for all of us? I mean, really?
0: Well, yeah, but his is closer than yours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sad.
2: If anybody's going to come back to see you it, to probably be him. Cause he's just very stubborn man.
0: Oh God. He'll just come back and say, it's your fault. You broke it. It's like, no, you drove that car for 20 years. Sorry. That's little childhood trauma coming back.
1: No, I hear you. So, <laughs> so th- that actually goes back to your initial question about <clears throat> crossing them over. If people don't want to cross over, then they won't, um, but often they do. And the way we do that is we combine a whole – there's a bunch of uh, people on our, our team, the Inspired Ghost Tracking Team of Maryland. So we have to combine our, our emotional uh, energies and, and our, our thoughts to open what's called a portal, a doorway, to the other side and call in their loved ones from the other side to convince them to cross over. It happened with a burn victim who was haunting a nurse in a paranormal investigation that we went on. The the nurse did not know who it was that she just saw a shadow figure. Um, This is I I forget what book this is in, but um, we were called to a home where there was uh, a couple of things going on. This family of four, mom, dad, uh, daughter, young daughter, young son had a dog that had passed away in June. Um, And we were called into the house, I think in September, the parents contacted our team and said, they think the dog is walking around, but there's something else happening. There's something darker in their bedroom. So I took my dog, Dolly, who's a Weimaraner, on the investigation and Dolly, Dolly figured out it was the dog because when I let her in, she went, And after I let her go, she went exactly up the same way their dog used to go when their dog would come in. Ran up the stairs, went to the first bedroom on the right, and sat and stared at the little boy's bedroom. And that's the way their dog used to come in the house every day.
2: Hmm. So
1: Dolly was following the dog, and Dolly confirmed that for me. Interesting. So
0: So, how do you know if they have, I mean, if a pet's coming back to see you? mm Mm-hmm. What are, do they, do they, is it messages? What are the, what, I mean, how do you, well, they just want to hang out with you.
1: They just really want to let us know that they're okay on the other side. And, um, and they miss us just like we miss them in the physical. Uh, Whenever I do readings um, uh, they tell me that. Uh, So when I do readings, all all it takes for me to do a reading, I do them all by email is I ask for a picture of the pet, the pet's name, and any questions they may have. And the number of people in the house, if there's kids, kids usually want to hear from their dog or cat that's on the other side. Um, so pets will show me in a whole bunch of things. They'll show me their favorite, uh, favorite place. They, um, they may share a couple of favorite memories. Um, they will always share, usually share the way they passed, like whatever pain they experienced before they passed. Um, which is interesting because you, when I'm talking about my, I I'm writing and I'm talking about my right rear leg, you know, I only have two legs. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling people that my right rear leg, um, it had arthritis in it and it was hard to get up with it. And they understand that, you know, it's, it's the dog speaking. Interesting.
0: So um, is there more of a, a, are they, do they ever bring like uh, warnings for the future or something like that too?
1: Um. So no, they 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 don't talk about the future. Okay. Except they will lead you to another pet that looks like them, so that you'll know that they're around. You may see them as a shadow, a quick moving shadow in your house. Um, You could hear a bark or a meow, which sounds like another. It's come from another room. Um, Often people report you would miss
0: that completely, Andrea. Why? (laughs) Meow. I mean, it's a random meow coming from the other room. It'd be like nasty cat.
1: <laughs> yeah too many cats right
2: yeah i'd probably visit you gotta point there
1: <laughs> yeah um so uh, you know i've I, i've talked to people where cats have uh, cats who have passed have walked around walked on the end of someone's bed um I've done readings where I've told people that their cat in spirit will be laying against their head or pawing their hair at night and and everybody confirms everything that I say. And this to me, it's crazy because I'm not a cat dad. Uh, I'm a dog dad. So I don't know really cat behavior other than what cats who have passed away tell me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Cat behavior is strange.
2: I mean, if you've ever had cats go be like, man, I hated my owners. They were absolutely awful. I just wanted to be outside.
0: (laughs) They probably wouldn't come back. They'd be like, why would I'm not going back there. Screw that. If there's food, cats will return. That's true. Well, cats will eat you if you die and they don't have anything to eat after three days. They will eat your corpse. There's you can look that up. Yeah, it's somebody's been watching
1: Pet Cemetery.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually true. If you if there's tons of reports about if you go back in and, and look at some people. Uh, some of these reports, it's usually just a natural death where they died in a heart attack or something yeah. like that or a stroke at the, in the middle of the night. And they're old and they live alone. And so nobody's feeding the cats and the cats start nibbling on the corpse because they don't have any food. It's actually a thing.
2: I I used to be a coroner's assistant. So there's been a couple of cases. You know I, what I'm talking I do remember about. that that was the situation. But it's a very haunting thing for our listeners to think that if they pass away, their cats are going to eat.
0: They them. are going to eat you.
2: But <laughs> he teases well, it's me not, I'm not wrong about it. You know, cats do that little like kneading the bread thing.
0: <laughs> they're just you all know. they're doing is tenderizing you and they take turns at night. It's your turn tonight.
2: Oh my gosh. Tomorrow stop. I'll do it,
0: but tonight it's your turn. I'm sitting by the heater. Oh my god, Paul, stop. I'm getting I get to sit on the D V R tonight. It's hot there and you get to do the kneading. I really don't care.
1: Oh, my goodness. All I right. know.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but have you ever encountered it where the pets been like, most people treat their pets well, but I've always been curious if pets are like, I hate it here. I'm glad I'm not um, here.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Often what I will get is um, a pet will tell me how they came from an abused household before they came to the house that they're in. Ah, okay. Um, and they will share the abuse well, good stories. Um. Because pet parents who adopt, you know, older cats and dogs like we have, we just adopted a nine-year-old Dachshund Terrier mix who was obviously badly abused. Yeah. Um. So we're working. I hate that. If you're issues. out
0: there and you're abusing your animal in whatever shape, form, or way. Yeah, you're sick. Send Send me your address so I can kick, come over there and kick your ass. That's all I yeah. have to say.
1: It, it's a sickness. Yeah. It really is. I,
0: it's, um, I don't understand why people would hurt an animal. They don't care. They're just, yeah, they're just they're, they're, trying to be nice.
1: Our other, uh, so in, I can, I can share with you that we have a 10 year old, a 14 year old dachshund chihuahua mix. He's only 10 pounds. And, oh
0: my gosh. That must be a handful.
1: He's, no, he's cute. He's, he's old. He's 14.
0: Um, her, her old, old chihuahua used to try to bite me. but I, Everybody else is like, oh no, he's going to bite me. And I'm like, no, let him bite you. And they're like, why? He didn't have any teeth. He can't hurt you. He was an no old,
2: old, he was a very old Chihuahua.
1: <laughs> but it ran the FedEx guy,
0: guy down one day.
1: Yeah, this little guy. We were, we were we work with rescues. We work with rescues who are 15 years volunteering, transporting, adopting, fostering, and so forth. And, and and we were called to take this guy because there was no room the shelter. Yeah. Um. The, the turn in sheet of the P, the family that turned him in. This really infuriated me. The the mother said she let her four-year-old daughter continually pull this dog's tail until he screamed over and over. And the dog finally bit the four-year-old girl. Well, no shit. So so the mother wrote in her turn-in form, I kicked the dog across the room, and we are done with him. And I'm like, well, why don't you just uh, discipline your four-year-old daughter instead, like a normal human being, instead of abusing a poor animal. So your kid, because my kids can't do anything wrong. Don't
0: you know that – (laughs)
2: i'd get on to my kids when they would like mess with the cats and i'm like fine the cats will retaliate when they would scratch them i'll be like that's what you get
1: yeah yeah so yeah so this little dog was afraid of women for a whole year until we you know you know Fortunately, he moved into our house because me and my husband are here and and um we were able to to calm him down and get him over that fear
0: he probably Um, to him he was all he saw was two gentlemen right yeah and so for him it was it, it is okay
1: yeah it was okay but i, I mean and, and
0: anybody wants to meet to me over that screw off because that's i mean that's a uh, dogs don't know they they don't understand they're they're just dogs
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: you know and it's okay and there's nothing wrong with that ever so. so
2: is there certain animal breeds that want to talk to you more than others
1: no, they actually all talk to me. So oh, okay. I do pet readings on the weekends, and I'm actually booked out a year in advance. Oh, wow. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> um, it, um, so I have talked to uh, all breeds of dogs, all breeds of cats. Um, I just did a horse, um, communicate with a horse, um, and a bird. Any domesticated animal I can I can communicate with. I've, I've communicated with gerbils, rats who are domesticated. Snake food. Um, yeah, so I, I draw the line of spiders and snakes like that old Jim Stafford song. Well,
0: spiders uh, like, aren't technically animals, they're insects. No, they're so not. maybe <laughs> you might not be able to communicate with a spider.
1: Well, they're pets, but... Um, well, I mean, if it's, uh, it's a different...
0: Their whole endocrine system is completely different. It's not a, yeah. not a mammal at all. So, not even close to a mammal.
2: So do you even... And this sounds crazy, but do they... do? You, have readings with any of them when they're alive and alive, dog or? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's a different gift. That's an animal communicator. Oh, okay. That's now I
0: have, I can do, I, I I could not in an existential spiritual way, but I can do that. Just like, uh, what's his name? The the dog whisperer guy, whatever he is, the guy from LA that has all those dogs. I can, when it comes to dogs, I know exactly what's going on with the dog. With, within about 10 minutes of dealing with him.
2: I just always wanted to know what my black lab Pluto was thinking sometimes.
0: I am Pluto. That's yeah. what he's thinking. That's No, that's what he's thinking. I am Pluto. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How are you? You have something for me to eat? No? Okay, pets then. That'd be fine. That's what he's thinking.
2: Or if he's going, you stupid humans, just give now, me a piece of bacon.
0: Now, that's maybe <laughs> maybe Sky would think that. But.
2: I have a black lab and I have an Australian shepherd.
0: Oh, awesome! The Australian Shepherd is super smart, but she's very, very clingy.
2: Yeah, she doesn't like anybody else. Like whenever he's not at my house, the the dog's in the bed next to me, follows me around. It's a sweet dog. It's very smart. Um, Pluto's kind of like the black lab, but let anybody in and wag his tail as long as they pet him.
0: That's, that's what I said. He thinks he's like I am Pluto. How are you? That's what, that's that's <laughs> yeah. him.
2: And Sky's like, I don't like you. I'm gonna eat your face off because you're well, dropping off a package.
0: She she's she's not aggressive no no as in mean she's aggressive because she's scared
2: well she's super protective
0: because she's scared
2: like i live in the country and we had the same basic ups guy fedex guy in the (laughs) beginning he used to just leave the packages on top of the hill because he would not come down the hill to actually put them on the porch because yeah. he was afraid of the dogs. And then over time the dogs got, you know, used to him and they got, got used to each other that he can actually pull the walk down and put the package on the house. But he told me for the longest time, he says I was afraid of your Australian shepherd. She looks mean.
0: <laughs> and she was never mean.
2: No, she just didn't like strangers.
0: Because she's scared.
2: Well, I like that. And it keeps Well
0: that's okay. That's creep- what you got her for. Creepy
2: people out of my house.
0: You got her you to keep creepy <laughs> people
2: out of your house. But so. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh,
0: so, so you really, so you can't tell us what the live animals doing other than just your perceptions of, you know, just being around animals period.
1: Sure. I mean, well, from a dog rescue perspective, I, yeah, you, know, I, you can, I, I can tell you, you know, from my experiences,
0: I'm sure um, you speak dog.
1: So, I do.
2: So yeah. do you have people like maybe look you up and be like, I want to talk to my um, dead aunt grandma or grandpa or, or things like that. And if so, how does that, how does that work?
1: Yeah, so I, I do. But um, about a year and a half ago, I made the I made the decision that I was I would no longer go. Oh, we lost him. The offer. Uh, we lost you to, for a, a second there.
0: We lost you for a second there. So if you could reiterate Wait. your answer.
1: Sure. Um, so a year ago, a year, uh, a year ago, I decided I was no longer going to speak with pe- uh, with people on the other side. I was only going to focus on pets. And it happened because of a very traumatic reading that I gave oh. to somebody I didn't know. Um, uh, so I I always steer people who want readings with with a good medium to the Beantown medium. Um, she, My friend Ruth Larkin, she's amazing. <clears throat> um, I think people have too many hangups. Yeah. Yeah. So I will tell you the story about the reading. <clears throat> and this, is, this was the, the linchpin that made me say, okay, I'm done. This woman wrote me and she said, I want to get a hold of my dad on the other side. <clears throat> and I just want to you know find out how he's doing and see if he has to say anything. And I said, OK. So when I do readings, um, <clears throat> Paul and Andrea, I just do them by email. Somebody sends me a picture, person's name or whatever, and then I do the reading. Well, this guy came through and he said, <clears throat> I was a neglectful father. I was physically abusive. I was sexually abusive. I... Was an alcoholic. I never paid attention to my kids, um, other than you know, physically hurting them. Um, And now I I want forgiveness. And you know I don't know this person. This all I have is an email address and her first name, and her father's name, first name, and picture. Yeah, that's
0: not going to go well if you send her that.
1: Yeah, so I was really really uncomfortable. Yeah. So I thought about it, and. I said, okay, well, you know, this is what they tell me. So I sent the email and she wrote me back and confirmed every single thing that I said. Yeah. And it was heartbreaking for me. And, and I just said, okay, I'm done with people. <laughs> I'm only <always> talking <laughs> well, with dogs and cats. Does she get all upset about it and like take it out on you? No, she was actually quite nice about it. She was very comforted by uh, her father asking for forgiveness because she needed to hear that he was sorry. Yeah. Um, She said, as an adult...
0: And you had no preloading or anything of this person? Just an email?
1: Just an email with his name and picture.
0: Was it a picture of just him or with the kids?
1: No, just him. Interesting. I'm just trying to look at it
0: from a psychological aspect, you know, because we could front load. Front loading is a super thing. And we have to always worry about front loading on anything that has to do with something that isn't written down on paper. Mm -hmm. And even then... Uh you can go on twitter uh, Twitter and front load yourself with how evil someone is, and then read their tweets and be like, "Oh, that guy he just proved he's evil but that's eh, only because you're front loaded and you're not look- looking at it with an open mind yeah and so i w- I'm just the reason I'm asking is because that's that's what I find a lot and you know you have people who I would consider more of a medium medium than and there's people who I would consider more of a Physical reader of micro expressions, and they don't understand that it's micro expressions, so they turn it into mediumship. Mm -hmm. And I get that because I I'm really really good at reading micro expressions, and I can tell when somebody's upset. And in fact, your daughter's the same way. She's she's she doesn't even know she's good at it. Yeah, but she's really good at it because both of us can tell when you're upset before you're you even know you're upset. True, and it 's all because of the micro expressions and how you hold your you know just little things and and I studied it I, what was it paul eichmann he 's the world renowned expert on that, and uh, he holds classes for it. but a lot of these folks, what I found and that 's where you start getting into the charlatans and all the other stuff and it 's mm-hmm. not you know yeah. they're they're yeah. they're doing it differently, and they 're attributing it to something that 's not true. Um, the gypsy tarot card readers. A lot of times, they're the ones. That's the 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 cliche ones, not the true ones, but the cliche ones we see on TV and stuff like that. There's, uh, I always say that there is uh, stereotypes for a reason. If would stereotype wouldn't exist if somebody didn't do it. Sure. So um, it's it's one of those things. So that's why I was asking. I just want to make sure when I'm talking to someone that it's not them reading the emotions and letting that little eye twitch or the frown or the, the the half second of disgust shown on someone's face to tell them which direction to go to.
2: Well, he doesn't have any of that. He just has an email in their picture. That's what I I was asking. That's as plain Jane. I guess mostly
0: I was saying that too, for our generic listener who's, who doesn't go and deal with this stuff, you know, sometimes, they need to know this or they'll just lose their money to somebody who's just a charlatan.
1: But yeah, I mean you know, go ahead. I've had people ask me if I've spent if I spend hours researching their name on the internet. And I don't have that kind of time. I'm a meteorologist full-time. Yeah. I do this part-time. I have a family. We have three dogs. You know, I write books. I do lectures. I work with rescues. Who has time and, and four hours of research
0: New- on some woman from P- 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 Poughkeepsie. I <laughs> mean, I, and mean here's the thing. I don't even
1: know where they live.
2: That's true. You don't. And I mean, I they could have a really common generic last name like I do. There's thousands yeah. of us with my last name. So you would have you.
0: Well, you could have in the, in the northern Midwest and there, there's tons of Newtons.
1: So let me just tell you that I get emails from around the world i have oh, wow. done read- and and I don't find out where the what countries these people are from until after they reply to my reading I've done readings in J- for Japan for Canada for Germany for Poland for South Africa for turkey uh, uh, for tanzania everywhere and and what's interesting is that the pets will actually show me and describe the houses in which they live so it's like i've visited these countries to see what how people live in these so, houses and that's freaky
0: how couldn't since you're, you're you got a little you got a little bit of a objective view for the science of it and i with your with your energy explanation which you know if 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 you're going to find something that's like, that that does this and that's a extremely plausible explanation of how energy is transferred um, you know it's how how can how can we scientific what where have we begun to scientifically figure out that this stuff is real rather than just in our head
1: good question I think that uh, the 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 equipment that uh, paranormal investigators are using, Really complements that answer. So we use temperatures to to look for cold spots. We use digital recorders. Um, digital recorders will record at higher and lower frequencies than humans can hear. And when we play them back, we can actually hear them. Um, so and by the way, dogs and cats can hear at different frequencies yes. than humans can. So if you think of a dog whistle, we can't hear it. Well, That's why it's not if necessarily dog- true
0: because I can hear a dog whistle. If it's okay. within a hundred yards of me, I can hear that dog, that dog whistle. If it's further down, I can't hear it. Even to this day, it's. But I thought you said deep. you were
1: part Saint Bernard.
0: Yes, I am. I carry around. I carry around oh. the, carry around <laughs> the uh, bottle of whiskey wherever I go. Oh,
1: well,
0: see, There you go. There's an explanation for It's Supposed minute. to be brandy, but I prefer whiskey. It's like whatever. Just leave me alone. I got you know. It's a new world. I can do what I want.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so we also use k2 meters to uh, to pick up on explain
0: speed. a k2 meter to me
1: so k2 meters are, are basically to look for um, electronic radiation if you will um, your electrician will use it to check your fuse box to see if uh, it's emitting um, electromagnetic uh, energy that is beyond what it's sh- what's allowable for people um, if you have a fuse box in the basement and it's and it's radiating too high of a, uh, an amount of electromagnetic radiation, it will make people, it will affect our brain. So it'll make us feel paranoid. It'll make us feel like somebody's watching this is us. This actually and,
0: true. There's scientific studies yeah. on this. It, yeah. it's,
1: it's real. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, as a scientist, for me, it's really important. I have to read all these studies. I read behavioral studies about pets, um, and I read scientific studies about uh, about magnetism and, and electricity and all kinds of stuff. So that's why I, I like to think that um, I am more believable because I cite all these scientific studies that try to back up the things that I, I have found out.
0: And it's, it's really tough on this stuff because it's just like people front load themselves, like I was try- talking a minute ago. Oh, those bunch of quacks. And so they don't believe anything or don't have an That's open okay. mind to anything that anybody has to say. And yes, we may have 47 theories that are all just kind of wishing, but there may be that 48 theory that goes, oh, that actually works. Huh. Like the electromagn- like electricity resonating at a frequency that screws with your brain. That makes sense. It, it does to- do that.
2: Yeah. So totally have to ask this question, but... How do you feel about some of those ghost shows out there?
1: Yeah, uh, they're that. mostly Hollywood.
2: I thought. I mean, my yeah. my youngest loves one of them in particular. She. I'm not going to say which one because I don't want them coming out at back at us.
0: Well, that one's goofy. But, but it's not even. They're just a bunch of teenagers screwing around.
2: Well, that there's another one she likes too,
0: and.
1: With she, the muscular, muscular guy
2: there? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has,
0: I know which one. You okay. If I see it's on, I, well, I just, uh, whatever. But,
2: you know, she's really, really interested in that, really in tuned into Supernatural.
0: I think she's really just more interested in the guys.
2: Could be. She's at
0: that age. Yeah.
2: But I always wondered, like, some <laughs> of that would be kind of cool if you could actually hear them talk back to you, and some of that would be kind of cool if you can actually see them on a computer screen that looks like Dancing stickmen. But I always wondered how much of that technology is true that you can actually have and how much of it's Hollywooded up. Does that make sense?
1: So one of the, one of the books that I wrote is called Case Files of Inspired Ghost Tracking. And this is actual file. This is actual cases that our team went on. Um, as uh, I'm also the person that writes all the reports, by the way, whenever we go into private houses with hauntings. So, if you read this book, Case Files of Inspired Ghost Tracking, you will be, feel like you're going on a paranormal investigation. And I outline not only all the, the instruments that we use, we have a technology team, but also with the medium's experience as well. So, that particular book is a matter-of-fact book about paranormal investigations, not Hollywood.
0: Hmm.
2: That, might, yeah. that might be a book to get Melissa.
1: Yeah, I think it would be. Um,
2: she loves that stuff.
0: Well, you know, a lot of the stuff that they use being an audio engineer myself uh, by not because I want to be an audio engineer, but I have to by default or else the audio doesn't do good in my films. Um, I see the stuff that they're using and I'm like, what? And so it it makes me a little skeptical about hearing the EMF, I guess it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a little skeptical on that because I know how the waveforms are made but then you've got another podcast um, what's that one I've been talking about that I tried to get you to listen to last night Uh, but then I changed my mind I don't remember you don't remember that (laughs) (laughs) killing me I got now. I got to look it up and waste everybody's time as I sit here and ramble on, so that hey, there's something for them to listen to while I'm doing something. So
2: those technology that they show on these shows that makes a little weird little noise and you can actually hear people talking is that legitimate science?
1: Ghost boxes, yes. Um, yeah. So they just basically uh, it, it, it seems to be working if you can get answers. So I, I, I mean, I don't take a lot of stock in them, but sometimes you actually get the answers that you're looking for.
0: Astonishing Um, Legends. Those those guys, they're the the, um, coast-to-coast of the podcast world, Astonishing Legends. Um, So
1: one of of the things I want to mention too is that sometimes ghosts will show themselves to me in my mind. And I always carry a sketchbook with me because I like to draw. Um, So In my books, you'll see sketches of ghosts that I have drawn. and, And Paul can see this on the video that I'm showing, but um, okay. What's interesting is that <clears throat> sometime, uh, in one particular case that I can, I can remember, I went to a, uh, a Howard County historical museum it used to be a church. I think, um, it was being haunted by a couple of different ghosts and one of them revealed himself to me, um, as an older man, uh, who was balding with glasses and like hair just around like uh, the sides of his head. And I sketched him out. And uh, and I and I showed this to the docent, and she said, "I know who that is."
0: Hmm. So
1: she went and she got a, a book of his a historic book of all the different people that used to preach there, and the face that I drew matched his photograph. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. It's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was freaky. But- I guess one of the
2: experiences I had was at the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, is known for okay. being haunted. And Paul always laughs at this, but I. I swear by this.
0: <laughs>
2: we went, it's, they do ghost tours and things like that. And we just moved to Eureka. We were wandering around. And I think it's the third floor of the hotel. I smell the cigar smoke. huh. And I remember yep. I turned to the kids and I'm like, what idiot is smoking a cigar in this, in this lovely facility? It would take, Well, like, it would have
0: been me if they let me. So, it, just w- so. it would and take yeah. like
2: one little match. And this place <laughs> would go up in flames. It's extremely old. So we were done. And several years later, I took a ghost tour. And walking around, and the guy starts talking about the exact same spot I was standing at. If you smell this pipe smoke, it's from a certain person. I can't remember his name. I think that you. What well, to- was it, a
0: pipe or cigar?
2: It was a cigar. Okay. Cigar smell. And he <laughs> said pipe though. Well, he said cigar pipe. I get him. The smells to me the same. No way. To me, it is. All right. So anyways, and my face like went really white and I'm sitting there going, oh my God, I was like right there. And that's what I smelt. And that's what I said to the kids. So when the tour was over, I said, hey, by the way, I have had the same similar experience. I was just visiting and now I live here locally and stuff. And so I just thought that somebody was being an idiot and smoking in this place. And he's like, no, 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 Mm -hmm. this ghost does it all the time. And Paul seems to think that
0: every day at 8 a.m. He said, they say, all right, your turn to smoke a cigar in room 304. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you're such a tease and
2: i'm like no i swear i swear that's that
1: i
0: mean you, that's what i would do if i ran that hotel and it was telling those stories on the ghost tour i'd be like no bill go up there go up there and uh, smoke a cigar
2: you should look it's, up uh, the hotel it's, it's got a really a lot of ghost
0: stories well that it, it there? used to be an infir- in, in not an infirmary but it, it,
2: it was a girl's school
0: yeah, at the beginning, but the real tu- the real turn was Dr.
2: Baker. Is I'm it-
0: going to call them and see if I can get them on the list. We've just got so many interviews. We're booked up all the way to in mid-January. So oh I didn't want really to book the people in in Eureka Springs if we didn't have time.
2: It's true. This, supposedly Dr. Baker was not a very good physician. And people would come from all over to stay at the hotel slash hospital
0: to get better for their get, ills, to
2: get better for their ills. And essentially he was killing them.
0: Yeah. And then,
1: yeah. So that's why, so that's often, that, that's why he stayed behind because he was killing them. And he obviously realized he was killing them and he was afraid to cross over to the other side because there when are people on do, <laughs> when people do bad things, they think they're going to, when they cross over, they're going to go to this the hell. They don't go to hell. Um, hell and heaven really are, are kind of man-made concepts to, to get us to do the right thing. The other side is actually really peace and love and forgiveness and, and really calmness. But I am I just cannot
0: that, imagine that Hitler is sitting next to Stalin going, man, these my tires are great. I'm sure glad that these people are bringing them to us.
1: Oh, I think he's, um I think he's earthbound. So er, earthbound ghosts. I, I would agree life. with
0: that. I mean, if they're going to do that or Hitler wouldn't want to go. That's
1: my idea of hell, uh, Paul, because imagine being stuck for your, afterlife for eternity. Nobody can hear you but a medium and you go insane over the course of millennia.
0: How would that be any different for Hitler in the last like, well, month? No yeah. <laughs>
2: I just don't want to be up in heaven sitting next to Hitler because I think I would have a hard time with that concept. Well, well
0: if, you know, you know everything at that point, even in the Christian Judeo and in the the Jewish and even in the Torah, or not but Koran, when you pass, you know everything.
2: Yeah. S- still, that's not one guy I want to see in the same spot <clears throat> as me.
0: No, Maybe there's but. a special place somewhere for those two cats. <laughs> there has to be.
1: Well, there are lower levels of the afterlife, and uh, and I've realized that there are like three different levels because my aunt who died, she crossed over, but she was in a low level of spirit. She came to me over the course of twenty five years. Asking to get my mother's forgiveness so she could go to a higher level on the other side. My wow. mother is Italian. She invented the word vendetta. Took- ah. No lie. <laughs> it took 25 years for me to convince my mom to, to, to uh, forgive my aunt. Well, was my it aunt. Rachel? I'm- way back in the day,
0: she invented the word guilt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about pre-biblical times. Yeah. <laughs> so- he like alluding to three, the Jewish mother that just guilt, but it's not always a Jewish mother because my mother's really good at it too, and she's not Jewish.
1: Yeah, <laughs> my mothers a good at it too.
0: All mothers are really I think so. It's yeah. true.
1: So, so yeah. So you can read about that really crazy story about my aunt visiting me for twenty five years as a, a low spirit. It's in my book, Lessons Learned from Talking to the Dead. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: Did you ever just say to her, I get it. I'm trying. I'm working on it. I'll let you know when I got the answer.
1: I I did. And, you know, I said, you know what? I said, I'm like, you've been, you've been dead for 15, 20 years. You can wait another, you know, a little while.
0: (laughs) Well, it's weird though, because again, I, I just don't experience any of this stuff.
2: I guess I've had three experiences. So yeah. I mean, I can
0: force myself to go into a trance. I can okay. I mean, the Dale, Dale Allen Rose Rouse he he's a, sh, a shaman guy, and he mm-hmm. and I had a real good conversation about um, you know shaman shamanistic shamanism I, shaman, well practices yeah and um, mm-hmm. he he's he, I like him he's a good guy I in, in I trust him to tell me what's you know what's as true as he can right uh one guy i actually trust you want to find your weird. spirit animal yeah i know what my spirit animal is, Domino- is it? it's a dominos pizza box
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's not an animal <laughs> mine's probably a cockroach cuz i hate those things <laughs> oh no
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but he and i were talking about you know trances and stuff like that and he's like oh wow you do that i can't believe you do that and he's like no that's what they taught us to do at the shaman school and I was like, I don't know, I just always done it. And so I can it's like sometimes I feel like I can see what's coming. And yeah. and I definitely can read people, but I attribute that to more practice than anything else. Um but so I mean I get it. I'm I'm wish you there. I just never have had I'll tell the story again. When I was a kid, and this is probably where my naysaying Thoughts come from. When I was a kid, I thought there was something in my closet going to get me.
2: Every kid mm-hmm. does. Yeah, me too.
0: And I said, "Oh no, it's going to get me. It's going to get me." And so I had this uh, Miami Vice pistol. It looked like the my the uh, uh, Crockett. He carried this pistol, so I had one. It's the you know, it's the late seventies, early eighties. Right, So we were able to buy fake guns that looked real and no one cared. It's like, oh, cool, that's a fake gun, yeah. But look real, you're going to get shot at night. Don't point it at anybody, you won't get shot. Okay. Um, you know, different set of...
2: Different time.
0: Different ethics back then. So I took that pistol, jumped out of my bed and shot the ghost. And they never bothered me again. Not once. Oh.
1: So, oh,
0: okay. Psychological for me. I broke the, psycholog- the, the psychological portion of it because obviously a fake gun's not going to run somebody off. But the intention now, I will give you that the intention of you got to leave me alone and I'm making a big deal out of it could have told whatever spirit was there to get the hell out. Exactly. And they took it as that. What? But from the psychological, more Freudian and, 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 and um, young point of view, that was me breaking my psychology and turning it off from being a young child to an adult about what's going on around me and how my brain is handling things. So it's kind of a six of one half dozen. The other, both could be explained away and neither one of them can actually be true, be proved because psychology is a lot like mediumship. And yes, it is. It's just has, there's a lot more, you can get more statistics out of psychology because that the the reactions are there you can document them on both sides of the equation while in mediumship you can't document the other side you know i think you have to take somebody's word for it
2: maybe you can i mean i do have a question for you though you having this ability and this this talent have there ever been times that you wish you could just like shut it off
1: Oh, gosh! Is it
2: burdensome? I mean, I just wonder. I kept thinking, man, if I'm sitting there just trying to go about my day and all of a sudden these people are like, hey, can I talk to you? I want to talk to medium. I haven't talked to anybody in thousands of years. I can talk to you. To me, I'd be like, just leave me alone. I want to go to the bathroom. I want to take a shower. Leave me alone. Try to take
0: a shit. Shut up. You know, I mean, it's
2: like, (laughs) I just think it is a perspective of being a mom when the little kids are like, mom, 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 mom. mom." And you're like, what? You know, it's just. It must be overwhelming at times.
1: Wait, yeah, Andrea, you're absolutely right. So I, I, I always joke that there, there, there have been more uh, senior citizen, elderly ladies in my shower than anywhere else. <laughs> oh my god, that's uh,
0: that's dangerous.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's dangerous because yeah, somebody else is going
0: to take you serious. Oh, that's even worse. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> uh, so, yeah so, actually, so that's when I you know I, 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 I'm having you know I'm quiet with my thoughts and uh, one time one night I was taking a shower and my mother my my friend's mother my friend Kathy's mother who lived in Florida I never met her she came through to me while I was in the shower and she said you need to call Kathy right now and I'm like and I'm sitting in the shower by myself talking to this dead woman and I said okay I'll go I'll go and I, and I said it's it's too late I can't call her she'll be she'll be asleep and and her mother said now and I'm like right. okay so I called Kathy and I said your mother is here and she's telling me about something on a lawnmower that you use to uh, mow a golf course or something. And, and I said, the, the machine, it's broken and it's going to, um, it, it's going to hurt you if you get on it. And, and she said, how did, she said, I work at a golf course. I work at, a, well, I work at a, a, a hotel, but she said, I've been working on the golf course lately and they wanted me to start mowing. So, she called me back the next day, and she said they looked at the uh, the mower, and sure enough, it was broken, and it would have uh, turned over. And wow, wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, paid off. So, you know, all those old women paid off for finally, didn't they? I <laughs> know.
1: So my my books, my two books on a medium's vacation is is all about that, Andrea. That these ghosts were shouting at me wherever I visited, like the the birdcage theater. I met I met eleven dead people. Um, when I went to England, I met countless dead people, uh, queens and and royalty and 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 knights and peasants and just everybody. And um, and I documented that because I when I whenever I go somewhere, I take a journal so I can sketch them out if I meet somebody or whatever. But yeah. It's like being in a supermarket line and they go, hey, 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 hey. And you have to turn around and go, what do you want?
2: (laughs) Can you ever shut it off or is it just constant?
1: Um, I can shut it off if I'm super focused on what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah.
2: I was thinking, how can you work as a meteorologist when all of a sudden you're like talking about a tornado coming and this ghost is like, hey, how's it going?
0: (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah, well, the well fortunately, hey. fortunately, I don't live in a haunted house anymore. I <laughs> did live in a haunted house at once. but Oh, gosh. So they, only spirits will, spirits of my loved ones will come in and they respect what I do. No, so that,
0: that's one thing that I wanted to ask earlier. We kind of got sidetracked on it. The difference between spirit, uh, the, the a, a di- in-depth detail of what the difference between a spirit and a ghost
1: is. It's really only about location because they're all energy with memories, personality, and knowledge. And and ghosts choose to stay earthbound at a fixed location of their choice, which is often a place they're familiar with, or perhaps a place they died. Um, spirits are on the other side. They join the energies that run through the cosmos. People call it heaven. People call it paradise, Valhalla, anything. And those spirits have the ability to come anywhere, anytime, anyplace. They can go anywhere in the world. I've, I've the spirit of my dog buzz appeared in um in puerto rico when i was on vacation my mother but buzz has <laughs> never been to puerto rico doesn't doesn't matter so so that's a good question though that um the the love that we share is an energy and that love acts as a tether it's like a spider web to all of the people that you love in the world or out of the world guy if we have a question and don't please don't take offense
0: let's see I'm thinking, what if it's actually extrasensory perception that you're picking up on?
1: It could be. I mean, it's that, that could be part of it. I mean um,
0: I'm just trying to figure it out because I'm I, I I I just don't experience the ghosts.
1: Whatever it is, it
2: works, obviously. The Lawnmower lady, for example. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not trying to be negative or anything. I'm just being I mean open minded about it and letting it fill in my you know my logic is I'm I'm filling in where my logic goes trying to figure it out what's happening here what's happening there how did this happen how could this happen because there's something to be said and it, it could just be our eyeballs and our ears leading us down the road when we hear or see the other person they inadvertently communicate with us through their body language whatever because mm-hmm. that's very possible I, I premiere on that I know what I'm doing um or it could be esp and you know what it's one of those things we can't prove
1: yeah i don't i don't know you know i always tell people to talk to me when i'm dead and then I'll. Give
2: an <laughs> well uh, there's got to be something to it i mean that, that lawnmower- I'm, not, I'm
0: not i'm really not trying to put it down or anything like that's, that i'm just I thinking totally openly it. that's all
2: the lady example with the lawnmower that's kind of like how else would he possibly have known that and I never met her. You never met her. I mean, it's true. The emails, it just, I think there are things in this world that we're just, some people are gifted to have and other people are not.
1: There are a lot of different gifts. And uh, so mediumship is one. Uh, people say that I'm a psychic medium and I'm not a psychic. So psychics can communicate with the energy of the past, present and future. Those are those people that use tarot cards are psychics. Uh, those are tools for psychics. Um, they can tell you what you did in the past what's happening in your present life and what paths you have in the future to choose from. That's a psychic. I'm a medium. I only talk to people and pets who have passed.
0: Medium is in like um, you have a wire between one power source to the thing you're trying to power. The Mm -hmm. wire is a medium. It's carrying the electricity to that other piece of equipment so it can work. Mm -hmm. Um, A battery is a medium. Yeah. Yeah. The... uh, The insides of the battery is where the electricity is stored until it is expended whenever the circuit is made.
2: So have you ever talked to somebody that maybe is slightly like not very nice, malevolent? Oh, gosh, yeah. (laughs) I think to me that (laughs) would just be like, I'm out. (laughs)
1: What what, what was that like? I mean, what were they doing? Um, So we maintain our personalities when we die. And, well, that's gotta um, suck
0: for anyone who meets me in the afterlife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have them laughing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've run into some really nasty dead people. Um, uh, actually, when I was in Scotland, I can tell you there was a guy that that um, that was. He was a miser, and when he died, um, he was so obsessed with his grave that he decided to haunt it, which is very unusual because ghosts don't haunt cemeteries. But his his grave was enclosed, and when I went in this cemetery, it's friars Bobby Cemetery in uh, Edinburgh. Um, Edinburgh. He was there, and he was shouting at me, and he was he just made me feel horrible. And I I I, I just I just can't go I can't go near there. Yeah. He's a jerk in life. He's a jerk in death. And that's the way it goes.
0: That's weird. Do you think they would lose
1: that? <laughs> Only if they cross over in spirit. Okay. He, just well, they, he
0: just wanted to
2: hang around his grave because he just wanted to hang around his grave. He was
0: sure somebody was going to rob his grave of his stuff. Probably. Yeah.
1: I, I think, yeah, Paul, I think, I think you hit on it. Um, he was, you know, he was so miserly that he wanted to make sure that whatever, whatever it, uh, valuables were buried with him stayed in the ground.
0: That's that's I know people like that. I want to be buried in my car.
2: I don't think it's possible <laughs> in the state of Arkansas, but it might be. Oh, we a
0: big, big old you know big old mausoleum. Just roll the car in there, and then you know have the mortician. You know he has to wait until after rigor's gone, right?
1: I think they'll only bury you if you have a clown car because it's, the other ones are too big.
0: <laughs> yeah. Crowd car, but no, then because then you have to have fifteen other people with you. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are they going to oh, play the clown song as everybody comes out of the car?
0: No. Oh, God, I hope not. It's clowns. That'd be perfect for you. You'd have to go visit me and be like, I can't go see his grave.
2: I don't like clowns. <laughs> how did we get here? I don't have no idea.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the world of Paul.
1: Uh, so oh,
2: this is kind of an odd question, but how quickly when someone passes, do they try to talk to you? Uh, immediately. Really? Nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they do that because they want to try and comfort us. Um, uh, so maybe that's uh, what it is. It's like I'm, I'm upset. I'm
0: upset that they're gone, but I know it's a better thing. And so it's not upset. I'm, you know, it's the change
1: that I'm upset about. Maybe. So I, I- I can tell you just an instance that just happened to me in the last two weeks. Um, a, a colleague of mine, a work colleague, this this young girl. Um, well, everybody's younger than me, but uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> my dad's not. Young- I can guarantee you that
1: <laughs> <laughs> this girl that I work with, I, I I I know her. I don't know her very well, but I know her. Um, she's, she's very nice. She um, she messaged the office that her father passed suddenly. Her father was in his I guess it was in his late 40s. Oh wow. Or mid 40s. That and sucks. and she was she was destroyed. Yeah. Um and she knew that I, she knew about me and my abilities at work. Now this is my meteorology job. Yeah. So she said, is there anything that you can get from my dad? So her dad came through to me and showed me a yellow flower with a black center. Like like a big sunflower. Yeah. I didn't know. And his, her dad said, this is really, this is special to me. It has special meaning. And whenever you see it, whenever my daughters see it, they will know I'm around. And so, you know, I don't, I don't, I only know her to say hello in, you know, or I don't don't know anything about her. I didn't even know she had sisters. Um, I didn't know her dad. I didn't know nothing. So I sent her this message and she shared that message with her, her father's sister and, uh, her, her, uh, sisters turns out her dad who had been estranged from her, um, lived in a house where he grew sunflowers in the backyard. Okay. And it, the first thing she saw were some was a sunflower after I sent her that message. Um, so her uh, sunflowers were her dad's, uh, hallmark, if you will. Yeah. I wouldn't, I didn't, I didn't know
0: that. The, the tough part is, is that so somebody like myself, I always throw water on things that I probably shouldn't, but um, whatever. Um, it's like when you buy a red car, you think no one else owns a red car. And then all of a sudden sure. everybody owns the same red car you're driving. And it's like, ah, yeah. you know, it's, you, you front load yourself. And that's, I just wanted to take the opportunity to explain to people who are listening, that's front loading. You're now looking for it, and so everything you yep. see is going to be that.
1: Yeah, but yeah. the 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 key here, Paul, was that um, he 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 was known for sunflowers. Um, sunflowers,
0: and you know, Well, that's cool. You,
1: I couldn't even identify the flower. I said it's just a yellow flower with black in the middle.
0: And, black hole sun and, and, is what it is. That's what I saw. It's black hole sun. You should look up that song. Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's a flower, Paul. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sending her down some kind of dark, crazy path with heroin. Yeah.
2: But I think you know, anybody who loses someone suddenly, any type of response or acknowledgement or yeah. message and all is very comforting.
0: Well, Absolutely. I keep my grandmother's Yeah her funeral. I'll keep it out here where everybody can see it. And it just sits here. It's been sitting here for years. Yeah. And that's, I. she doesn't have to remind me. I remind myself.
2: I mean, every now and then I wish I can like go talk to my dad, but I know that's not possible, but it would be kind of nice just to be, you but know. but you
0: know what he would say and mo- for the most thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just not right. It's not his voice rings in your head.
1: Yeah. Sometimes ask him to come in your dreams, ask him to come in your dreams and he will over time.
0: And, and you know what? And honestly, just from a psychological standpoint, the other side of the fence, if you want to dream about someone, then yes, absolutely. You should focus on them before going to bed because your mind will do it. Your mind yes. will make that dream, whether it's from them or it's because of you. I don't know.
2: Or your brain will just have you like have seen cats riding whales. I mean, you know, it just your brain does weird things when you dream.
0: Your dad would
2: love that. Possibly.
0: I really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us about this, by the way. It gets, I know it's, our conversations can sometimes be kind of strange because, you know, I'm strange. Um, but, Me too. <laughs> uh, the, one last time, where can they find your books and which one are you most proud of?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, so the, I'm on Amazon.com. That's where all the books are. They're eBooks and Kindle books, and they're all under ten dollars because I want people to read and educate themselves about how the paranormal works. I also want pe- grieving pet parents to read um, how to find signs from their pet, so they don't need a medium. Okay. Um, do you I have do any reuse- hard
0: hard printed books that they can order?
1: Oh yes, yeah. All of my books are in paperback. Oh,
0: okay. Can they get them yeah. signed by you if they wanted it?
1: Um, They could, they could send me a note via, uh, you know, one of the social media platforms and I can sign it and then, uh, and mail it out.
0: Yeah. Um, you may want to be careful. I guess we had a couple of authors and I know this from work that, and I just relay the information because yeah. hell, who knew um, anybody in Canada is going to cost you like 25 bucks to send them a book just in postage. It's stupid, crazy.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So I can do it within the U.S. I yeah. S I can't, unfortunately I can't do an international of book signings but um, yeah
0: i mean you can if they pay for the postage ahead of time
1: yeah i'd, I'd rather than just order it on amazon and yeah. um and and i can send them a personal note
0: okay they yeah can
1: put in the book
0: so there perfect work. perfect, perfect. He, he doesn't really do book signings and that's okay I are not a problem uh, with that
1: I, I do a lot of appearances throughout the u.s um yeah i would love to come to canada i'm just looking
0: um, for ways to have you make more money that's all Oh,
1: so, where's your next appearance at? Uh, I I have to think about it. Um, you I mean- I have several appearances in 2023. Um, I have three animal rescues lined up: one in Rhode Island, two in New Hampshire. Oh, nice. Um, I have another one in Pennsylvania. Um, that's a, at a battlefield. Um, benefiting the Pity Paws Rescue. Um, so I do a lot of lectures about how pets communicate from the afterlife. And what I do is I don't charge rescues at all for my travel or anything. I just do it to help grieving pet parents, and they charge people to attend, and they take all the money and put it toward helping the rescue. The, the That's good.
0: Animals. So. That's good, because animals, especially down here in the South, an animal rescue is always considered hippy-dippy. You know? Well,
2: Good Shepherd, the one in Eureka Springs that I always affiliate with, they're one of the very few non-kill shelters around. Yeah. So. They've been extremely helpful with getting, you know, cats and dogs spayed and neutered at a reasonable price and things like that. There's
0: nothing wrong with helping out any kind of animal shelter that that's a no kill shelter because animals can't help it. They are your responsibility. They are our responsibility. They are. Be nice to the animals. They don't know. Dogs have been bred to be human companions. They're not very good on their own. Cats, God knows who what cats are thinking. I don't know.
2: If I would go there, I ended up bringing some home, so that's why I have my own. I do my own like a.
0: You are banned permanently from going to any of the
2: rescues. <laughs> I have my own, my own little place. And when people dump cats,
0: I ended up keeping them. No. So
1: so either of you know uh, a rescue that would like me to do a lecture for them as a fundraiser. Just
0: Good you know. Shepherd would enjoy sh- that, but I'm not sure they would. I don't know. Are they Christian-based? If they're Christian-based, they
2: I don't not. think they're Christian-based. I don't know much about them, but we can...
0: The pro- Baptists down here are rough because they don't believe in this stuff.
2: Good Shepherd. It's in Eureka Springs. I could probably have Paul send you the phone number and stuff like that. They're always looking for stuff to help with, you know, raising money for the shelter and things like that. So definitely, yeah, they're a good You have
0: to watch it when you get into the South, because if you get into some of the more religious organizations that do these things, I can't swear that they will want to, to hear about afterlife of
1: pets. No, I understand. And, you know, that's the one thing that really, that's the one question that makes me furious is when people say, well, pets don't have souls. Well, you know, what is, what's a soul? A soul is memories, personality, and knowledge combined yeah. with energy of our life, and every living thing has a soul. So, you know, to the people who are, are stuck in those religions, you'll find out when you're dead that you're wrong. Um, every living thing has a soul, and our pets will be waiting for us on the other side. And I'm not saying that to be cruel um, to the to the religions. Everybody's welcome to their own religious views. But we have to keep in mind that religions were conceived by man. And And yeah. um, – Translate, even
0: if they were given to you by God, it was still yeah, translated by what, a man.
1: Nobody knows what the afterlife really is. Um, so, yeah, we don't know everything. But uh, an eight-year-old boy uh, who was a, a, the son of a friend of mine was told by a preacher that his dog is dead and, and will is, will never be seen again. And that kid had an emotional breakdown at eight years old because of that preacher. And, and I just thought, how how horrible that is to do to an eight-year-old boy. And the fact that there's
0: that. no possible way that any of us could actually know the truth behind that.
1: Sure, absolutely. You think if, don't.
2: I have a lot of pets in my house? Whenever they all pass on and I meet them, I'm gonna have like a lot of
0: animals. Yeah, and God's <laughs> gonna be like, you know what, you did this to yourself, you get to change the litter box. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> no. gonna build you a special cat room on the other side. That's there, what I mean.
0: Hitler's doing. He's just going around, and that's what he does from all day long. Because you don't <laughs> have to sleep when you're in the afterlife. He just cleans cat boxes all day long, one to the next, to the next, to the next. Oh, and he's got to carry man. it with him the whole time, too.
2: Well, he deserves it.
0: And yeah, and then at ten o'clock uh, every every day at ten o'clock, he gets <laughs> that pineapple inserted in his ass.
2: That's based off a movie. <laughs> if you haven't seen it. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, Paul. Well, you painted quite a picture there.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Stalin's right there behind him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, people can find me on Amazon. Just type in G U T R O for any of my books and um, ebook paperback. Um, I do readings on weekends, animal readings booked out a year. Um, you can go to petspirits.com.
0: And you're on Coast much. to Coast uh, today. Is that right? Yeah. So, this is your pre warm up. Yeah, 3 a.m. Oh my god, you had to go yeah. take a nap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he's um, appearing on Coast to Coast AM, which is uh, the largest listened to paranormal radio show and in, in, in the world. Um, and it's everywhere, so that's quite an honor. And a st- it's quite an honor, you should be totally honored that you're on Coast to Coast.
1: I'm very honored, and, flat. and actually, I'm very honored. That, that both you and Andrea have welcomed me onto your show because oh, absolutely. Uh, this has been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I can't always swear that I'm nice, <laughs> but I can always <laughs> promise that I'll swear.
2: You are nice. You're open. You make people laugh.
0: I, I, I never, people tell me all the time, so why how would you say stuff like that? I'm like, why not? I mean, if that's what I'm thinking, and I, I'm not holding any, I never come from a place of malice with anyone. No, and even when I'm complaining about the one guy that you know that we had on, and I hear me every now and again complain about, I'm not complaining about him in malice from a place of darkness. I'm complaining because it's like, oh my god, man, listen to yourself. And and, you know, it's this like, like, like Rob here. He's really nice, and I he's he's trying to help people, you know, and he's open about it he's taking his, trying to be scientific about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's cool that's why he's here because i learned my lesson i have to actually be interested in the person what they had to say <laughs> bring them on the show i'm yes. the one booking it you know is like no you book it go away so but speaking of booking who do we have coming up next
2: uh- Oh, let me check my notes because we have so many people. You're in. supposed to
0: write this down. I
2: do, but this nope. I have a notebook. I'm one of these old fashioned people that cannot put stuff in my phone because I just refuse.
0: Everything I have is on the internet. I don't. I don't carry any paper.
2: I uh, let's see what we got here. Come on, David Edwards, Atlantis. November oh yeah, twenty six.
0: He he he. He thinks he believes that he has scientifically found Atlantis.
2: That would be very interesting. Well, is it off the coast of Greece?
0: I don't know. We have, we're going to find out. We don't we don't research the topic before we talk to our guests because it will pollute us, and we don't want to we don't want to have a negative. Uh, other than what we already bring to the table, we don't want to have a negative connotation, or or think the wrong thing, or misunderstanding. Or let our guests under let our guests tell us what they're up to.
2: We want to learn from well, you. I don't want to pre have any preconceived notions going in.
0: Yeah.
1: As a comic book fan, I've always wanted to meet Aquaman. I love him. (laughs)
0: Jason Momoa?
1: Well. I I like the Aquaman of the comic books. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, Momoa would be interesting to meet, especially if you enjoy Pot, which I don't. But if you enjoy Pot, he'd be a great guy to meet because I'm sure he's carrying around about a bag of it.
1: He is huge and intimidating. So, yeah. He's really a big
0: goof (laughs) is what he is. It's kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah. So, so we got the Atlantis guy coming up and that'll be, so we're, we're a podcast ahead. So this, in this is two weeks. This is released two weeks, unfortunately, after, uh, we, we do the interview because we have one more ready to go.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, we talked to a man about Afghanistan. He, he was a contractor in Afghanistan.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. He was interesting. I, I really like it. I look forward to read to releasing it. So this one will come after that. So this next one releases on Thanksgiving, just after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just after Thanksgiving. And this one will be the first week in December is when this one's going to be heard. So okay, what do we... And then after that, we've got Atlantis, and then we've got... Randy Overbeck. And, and then we've got your opera singer lady.
2: Yes, and we have um, Kristen about ballet and opera and how all that works and stuff. I'm a, you,
0: You're you really interested in I that. I
2: love the Nutcracker. I've loved that thing since I was a kid.
0: Yeah, she has, she buys Nutcrackers. So again, just like last week, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to give something to us for Andrea to enjoy, please email me and I'll tell you a P.O. Box to send it to. But any Nutcracker that you have, good or bad, big or small, strange or normal, Andrea would like to have it.
2: I do collect unusual ones. This is true.
0: Yeah. Eat nutcrackers. Yeah. I like the ballet. So, uh, Rob, is there anything else that you want us to have a takeaway today?
1: Um, <clears throat> uh, a couple of quick things. Number one, that uh, if you've lost a pet, um, I totally understand your grief. Um, your pet understands the grief. And if you had to make the decision to help your pet cross over, by uh, getting them euthanized Your pet understands that There's no forgiveness needed They applaud your courage um, It's all about love And that means that you learn their lesson of unconditional love And number two <clears throat> Your pets will be waiting for you on the other side Number three They will also be uh, giving you messages In spirit um, Those Some of those things that I, we described um, So that They will always be Be bonded to you nice love lasts forever
0: i hope so i don't know my any love that i felt for my ex-wife is gone oh lord saying that
2: that's a whole other (laughs) podcast in itself (laughs) (laughs) oh my lord i don't even know what to say just thank you so much for coming on i've learned so much um i never really thought about pets communicating but It'll definitely make me be a little bit more open to some of my pets that I had as a kid. Who knows? Maybe they've been communicating. I've just not paid attention the whole entire time.
0: Angel didn't want to die. She did not want to leave. She could not move. Angel was an American Eskimo. She was kind of a a runt of the litter. She did not want to leave. My mother had to put her down. She Mm. couldn't get up, she couldn't eat. Mm-hmm. but she did not you could tell and look on her face she did she's like no 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 I'm staying I'm staying I love these people she just didn't want to leave mm-hmm. so, so
1: Andrea watch your other cats because if they're staring it would appear to be nothing <clears throat> it, it, it may be a cat spirit visiting knowing that you have quite a few of them on the other side um, <clears throat> and they don't necessarily have to be on the floor level sometimes because spirit, spirits don't need to stand on anything <laughs> so they <laughs> can be a little <laughs> up above um but again they can hear them and see them and sometimes cats will get freaked out like dogs by looking at spirit because there's no scent
2: oh that makes
1: sense a lot of energy to be visible or to be audible by the spirit but they can't also do scent because it requires a lot of energy
2: hmm okay
1: definitely sometimes pets will freak out if someone's visiting in spirit and they can't smell them
2: that makes sense anything else you want to ask them no, I'm good. I'm good? I think I'm good. <laughs> all right, cool. Thank you so much. I've learned so much.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure talking to both of you. You're both such fun to talk
0: to. <laughs> well, thanks. They always say this, and it's like, hey, you want to do a guest appearance again? No.
2: Oh, <laughs> you haven't asked either. <laughs>
0: I'm always screwing around. Anyway, all right. So I guess that's it. I don't know. What do you got?
2: I think it's good. All right. Bye.
0: Bye. Andrea and I need your help. If you like our episodes, please give us a five star rating and a review. Not sure exactly how that helps us, but it does, and it makes people want to listen when they see that five stars and a good review from you. So go to wherever you're listening to your podcast—Apple, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia, wherever—and hit that five stars.